podcast Bench Talk. I'm Jo Hilditch, High Sheriff of Herefordshire. Today I'm talking to Charlie Caldwell, who's one of the regular participants and volunteers at the Cart Shed charity. This charity provides therapeutic support in a gorgeous woodland setting where it helps those experiencing some kind of imbalance in their lives to heal, to learn new skills, to find friendships and look to the future. And all in the open air in a woodland setting. Today Bench Talk comes from a wooden bench in the cart shed woodlands near Webley and it's just a little bit soggy and the wind is blowing in the trees. Hello Charlie. Hello, how do you do? How are you today? I am feeling well. It's a nice day today now the rain has stopped. How did you end up in Herefordshire and what did you do when you first came here? I came originally as an apprentice at REF Credden Hill. I was trained as a storekeeper. Anyway, I decided that uh, I fancied a change of uniform, so I dropped out and I joined the hippies. <laughs> as we do. Yeah, I took myself off down to London, uh, where I met my ex-wife, who was from Herefordshire. So anyway. So then you came back so again. So I came back to Herefordshire. Yeah. I've never been out of Herefordshire since hardly. Uh, I've been accused of getting very parochial in my old age. But it's a lovely county. The biggest issue I've had with my life has been addiction. And uh, joining the hippies was, uh, I smoked a lot of pot and I took a lot of acid and everything was very drug induced. I returned to Herefordshire and I worked for a long time. My kids grew up in this county. Unfortunately myself and my wife divorced. I stayed around. And were you coping with addictions through all that time? Yeah, uh, I also drank probably far too much. Anyway, having lost my wife and my kids per se, I pulled myself up a little bit and my initial cry for help was answered by an organisation known as the AA uh, and that worked for me. I dealt with my drinking issues and I drank and I dealt with some of the, a lot of personal issues I dealt with at the time then, or thought I dealt with at the time then. However, I experienced a lot of depression, a lot of feeling, what's the point? No more wife, no more kids, don't need to do this, don't need to do that. Didn't take very good care of myself. So yeah, went through a rocky few years one way and another. Spoke to the doctors and they came up with antidepressants and I can think of it really as paroxetine which actually didn't suit me very well and I was finally given a appointment with a CPN, Community Psychiatric Nurse, Michelle very perceptive individual who thought I know a place for you and she 
recommended that I went and came to the cow shed and actually from my first day I felt I've been it's just been some sort of a, a miracle I've coped with uh, issues I've come to understand a lot more about myself I've come to like myself a lot more and I'm feeling extremely I'm feeling good enough and confident enough to be able to give something back to the cart shed if it's only just watering the plants and doing a bit of harvesting and sorting out compost and digging holes and uh, all kinds of things which have made me somewhat fitter uh, in it, at the time that I've been in the cart shed I have to explain that I'm not the world's best woodworker or green woodworking but I do like the woods I do like plants I do like nature and but I'm a metal worker anyway through the car shed I have discovered in Herefordshire a place called Make and they have a forge which is one thing I do not have and have had no access to for some years. Were you a fabricator in your jobs? I was a fabricator and welder at some point. I was a mechanic fitter as well. So you'd that's work that's with my metal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. machinery. And yes, I like hitting things with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it gets Were things you, done. Was part of your um, mental health issues were you very angry or how did they show themselves I was a very angry individual I was a very angry young man because of my drug use smoking pot mainly was I suppose the worst thing that I did for many years uh, that limited yeah yeah that limited me to even though I was carrying out, I was functioning quite well as a worker, no problem at all. But the very fact that people knew about it would, and obviously, you know, I wouldn't have been promoted, I wasn't ever going to make form, and I wasn't doing myself any favours, let's put it that way. But then, that's not the sort of individual I am anyway, you know, I mean, I'm... So coming to the cart shed, you found some self-esteem I did yeah 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 definitely and to put it not to put it too bluntly but I guess you're post-retirement now so you would go back to work though would you feel mentally well equipped enough to go back to work yeah in some respects I have gone back to work well yeah uh, because I mean when I was first coming to the car shed it was two days a week I added a bit of polytunnels to it and do a bit of watering a bit of gardening and that led to me doing a lot more gardening for my mates and knowing what weeds to pull out and what were weeds and what weren't weeds. It's always helpful that. Yeah, yeah, really good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had a few praises on the back of the bat and my ability to cut lawns or do a bit of weeding and do a proper job, you know. So I've, uh, you know, that kind of, that, that, that's what I mean about the cart shed really. You know, you feel good when you get back at the end of the day 
you know that's it it's nice to get a hot bath get out and relax and sort of like just nod off to sleep and not be worried about all kinds of other stuff that's going on in your life so yeah the cart shed brings the normal life the reality and nature is all wrapped up in one there's a, just a really nice feeling and just really nice being there you know you're not amongst patients you're amongst friends yeah, so it's got a great feeling of community. Community, yeah. And also, that's made me feel good about being able to put something back into the community as well. And, you know, I think maybe if there's one thing this pandemic maybe might have taught us is that we work better as communities. And how did you cope through the pandemic with probably it was shut down here for a bit yeah 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 being yeah isolated again yeah yeah i was having said that uh there was immediately that this all happened uh we had a sort of like tele buddy response situation you know so i could always ring phil up or i could go and have a word with tan or Kate was on the phone somewhere, you know, so, and then... So you didn't feel totally So alone. I didn't feel at any time, I never have felt that at all, ever since I first came here, pandemic or no pandemic, that is the situation. I've always had the feeling that, you know, no matter what happens, I can always pick the phone up um, uh, to the staff of the car shed. Regardless. And how's your mental health now? Do you feel you're over your addictions, or do you know uh, yeah, the behind? Well, I'm not over my addiction of sugar, and, and I'm not so and cigarettes. <laughs> I'm not over my addiction of cigarettes. No, no, definitely not. Uh, but you know, those are addictions that I'm going to have to cope with and learn to live with, and they seem to be a lot easier than some of the other addictions I've had. My head is always doing the addict thing on me, you know, and, oh, you'll be all right if you have this. Oh, you'll be all right if you do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, this, that, and the other. Well, you know, I just have to leave that over to one side because, you know, I can't think like that anymore. i got to well, deal with it another way. You seem very calm now. You've lost your anger, have you? I mean, not that you're going to be angry with me now. No, no, not at all. No, no. But I suppose the things that make me angry now, right, I suppose if there's something that's making me angry and I can do something about it, I will do something about it in order for me not to be angry to the whole world. But, you know, it's courtesy of the cart shed that I've learned to be able to do that and learned that I have the capacity to do that. Uh, a much more tolerant individual than I ever have been. That's something I definitely needed to learn. Mm. I don't understand how the cart shed works per se. The only thing I can really say is I know it works. I think it must, it must be nice for therapeutic staff to be able to talk to individuals without it being stuck in what we conventionally call a clinical situation uh, so I'm going to say people with problems quite often let their guard down just because it's nice and peaceful here and you can hear the birds twitter
and you find yourself looking forward to coming for the day to finish your spoon or your spatula or your carving or whatever it is that you've been at take your weeds out in the polytunnels yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get the weeds the compost you know I mean I've been around for a couple of years at least with the cart shed working up at the polytunnels and the compost is quite definitely getting better <laughs> well done you <laughs> you know so you know maybe we can sell it on the open market eventually if we get enough made and you know, how and, and how have your relationships been with your friends and family have they improved uh yeah quite since definitely you've been learning here quite definitely yes they've improved uh markedly with a few friends who are actually most surprised at the fact that I'm managing to keep myself together, fed, watered, reasonably fit and healthy. I'm a human, not too bad most of the time. And apparently you're a very valued volunteer here, so um, obviously yes. what you do, Charlie is a good Charlie now. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel, I, I feel a duty, I feel an obligation, I suppose not just to the car shed, but to the ethos of it, I suppose, the very fact that I am capable of putting something back into the community that I live in. Mm. And I can think of a hundred and one different ways that we can all be actually helpful to each other. And what would you say to the 18-year-old or 20-year-old Charlie who perhaps didn't take the right track? Well, the only thing I can do is point out other tracks, other methods, and, you know, hopefully they give them a go. But I guess after you've made the same mistake enough times, you eventually find your way to the... To the light. To the light, yeah. I don't know quite whether you were going to call it the truth or whatever, but yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, I'm very lucky uh, as a human being to actually have got this far, I guess, you know, there are many who have been down the same route that I've been now who do not survive that. Mm. I mean, kids doing drugs now, recreational drugs, when they're in their late teens and early twenties, what would you say to them? Well, I'm going to say that uh, there's an awful lot of stuff that's uh, classed as quote drugs, but you're not, you know, being made in some uh, dodgy pharmacy in, uh, you know, China. You know, I don't know whether that's, you know, too much good for you. And, uh, just say no. I think just say no. Yeah, yeah, I mean that was definitely one of the you clues. Have said but no at the beginning. It, and, you know, if it's, it, I have to say that remains a regret something that I wish I had listened to others over when I was 18 years of age well it's all very well in retrospect isn't it we've all got regrets of some sort yeah yeah however right I think you know I'm trying to make some kind of amends one way or another I guess on this score uh, by being here at the cart shed. And you're giving a lot back? Uh, I think so, but then we each in our own way give a lot to each other in terms of 
moral support, if nothing else. You know, I've come to the point in time in my life where uh, I'm beginning to think like my father, which I am finding it, you know, that a bit difficult to come to terms <laughs> Do you with. you not like thinking like your father? Uh, uh, well, no, he was so black and white. Mm. And, you know, I never have been. And I think now I'm a lot more relaxed in the fact that I've found make. I'm being able to indulge myself in a bit of blacksmithing, which I really enjoy. And when I am actually at the forge working with the fire, I don't know how many hours it is. I know I have to stop every so often and get some water down my neck and things like that. But I am completely lost in what it is mm. that I'm doing. Uh, but it's nice to be able to working on tools for the cart shed and stuff like that. So, yes, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I mean, I enjoy being the individual I am now. It's the first time since I was in my 20s that I actually feel good about myself. Oh, hooray for that. It's yeah. taken a long time, but I'm there now. Now we all go on a journey, don't we? Now, if I could come to something a little bit lighter, yeah, I yeah. always ask all my um, podcastees about their three top tourism tips for Herefordshire. Perhaps you could give me yours. Uh, yeah, well, definitely. Well, there's one I've always thought about. We used to have the Great Railway Journeys of the World and that. Well, we've got the Great Bus Journeys of the World. There's one that goes from Hereford to Brecon and via Hay on Wye and there's another one that goes Hereford to Kington and I guess on a nice evening with the sun going down it would be a real treat to go for a ride round on the bus and so check out the countryside we've got around Herefordshire. So bus rides of Herefordshire number one. Number two? Churches. There are loads of churches and absolutely tons of them. But Kilpack stands out at mine, great stonework there. We've got the cathedral in Hereford. Yeah, that's quite tasty in its own right. <laughs> that's an understatement. Uh, Vow Church Church, Turniston Church, they're worth a few looks around. But yeah, we've got a whole county full of great churches, great architecture. Of course, you love all the craftsmanship, I guess. In I do, days. yeah. The ironwork, the stonework, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, a never-ending font of ideas I get from And number three? Churches. I'm hoping that they will restore it and bring it back and it started to get a bit international, but we've got the RAF race. So I'll leave you to look it up, that one. But, uh, yeah. Well, so, let's hope we get that back. Yeah, hey on white Chepstow, right? It's a good paddle. Uh, you have to stop off a couple of times for fish and chips and a couple of beers, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie, for being so very honest. Mental health is something we all have, and I count myself lucky in not being a sufferer. For some people, unseen demons challenge your balance and your mental health suffers. Obviously, you've been through some of those challenges. With a broken leg, others can see the plaster and the bandages. With a broken brain, only you can feel the pain, so I'm sure it can be very isolating. Coming to this community at the Cartshed seems to be such an uplifting place where you can find friends, solace and inspirational activities which act as kind of mindfulness therapies to help you in your recovery. It's been a great privilege to meet you and hear about all the work that you're doing. 
So we better get back to the polytunnels and back to your real job. Thank you very much, Joe, for coming to visit us.